Hello everyone, welcome back again. This is session four uh, of the introductory course on meditation. Uh, and uh, just to quickly recap what we have done so far, uh, we have looked at how to start out the meditation by relaxing uh, and then by allowing the mind to come into the present uh, and then gradually going from the present onto the breath meditation itself. Uh, now that sounds very simple in theory. Yeah, you just allow everything to happen. You just sit back and the meditation sort of evolves by itself. And there's not all that much you have to do. And when it works, it's wonderful. And you will find that sometimes you just naturally enjoy the meditation. The whole process unfolds exactly as you would have liked. But that far from always uh, is that the case. In fact, a lot of the time you will find that there's all kinds of problems in your meditation practice. Uh, and the two things in particular that you will find is a problem is the thinking mind uh, and the tired mind. Uh, these are the two kind of main obstacles in meditation. Uh, so what I will talk about now in this session four is the how to overcome these problems, these obstacles, these hindrances in meditation practice. Uh, and then hopefully clear some of the way for meditation to become more smoother and more easy so we can enjoy the results more quickly as a consequence. Now, when it comes to Buddhist meditation theory, we normally talk about five hindrances, five kind of root obstacles. And if we can deal with these, then we also deal with the thinking mind and the tired mind at the same time. So this is where we want to put our attention, so to speak, on these five hindrances. And to learn about these five hindrances, one of the kind of important things that we have to do is to know ourselves. And we have to kind of have an insight into our own mind, an insight into our own psychology to see where our problems are. So self-knowledge is actually a very important part of this thing we call meditation practice. What are the reasons why you think? Why do you get tired? Do you get upset about things and all of these issues? What are the people in your life you find difficult perhaps? Where are your attachments in the world? Things that the mind likes to hang on to, to linger on, to think about. And the more we understand our own psychology, where the causes for all of these problems in the mind, the more easy it is to take remedial steps and sort out some of those problems. And this is one of the reasons why I encourage you to reflect after every single meditation, to look back on your meditation experience and to see what actually happened. What were the problems? Did you have success? If so, why did you have success? If it did not go well, what is the reason for that? And the more you kind of reflect back in this way and you start to understand how the process works, uh, the better you become at taking charge of your own meditation practice. Uh, and eventually you are on your own uh, and then you are well equipped to do this. Uh. So one of the things that I recommend uh, on this uh, path of meditation is to often set up your mind uh, at the beginning of the meditation. Uh, and setting it up means that you uh, incline it towards meditation at the very beginning. Yeah. In other words, you look into your mind uh, and you ask yourself, where is the mind at right now? Uh, 
And once you understand where your mind is at, you can kind of set it up in a way whereby meditation is more likely to be beneficial and to work out for you. So what I mean, for example, is when you sit down, you close your eyes and you relax a little bit, uh, you may realize that maybe there is a little bit of upset in your mind there. Okay, so you set up your mind in a way to reduce that upset. Yeah, You forgive what has happened for other people. You look at the positive sides. Uh, you understand that actually being upset doesn't really make any sense in this situation or whatever it is. Uh, in this way, you uh, set the mind up in a way whereby it inclines more towards meditation. You have a more positive state of mind, if you like. Yeah. Uh, another kind of problem for setting up is the problem of uh, the mind being interested in the world, thinking about worldly things. Uh, and so to set up the mind to reduce the interest in the world, uh, you have to value the meditation practice. Uh, understanding that meditation is ultimately what actually resolves the problems in the world. Uh, meditation is where real contentment and happiness can be found. Uh, and by valuing the meditation at the beginning, as you start out setting up the mind, uh, you are again inclining it towards meditation practice. Uh, so you, this is maybe some of the two most important ways of setting up the mind, uh, yeah, overcoming any upset. Uh, and inclining the mind away from the world onto meditation. And you will find that as you do the meditation, you will find that some of these things may recur. Yeah, you may find that you think about something that upsets you slightly, or you think about things that attract you to the world, you go back to the world again. And if that happens, you can again use this idea that I mentioned before of nudging the mind Yeah, very gently reminding yourself of why this doesn't work, reminding yourself of forgiveness of letting go, reminding yourself of the world not being all that interesting after all. And as you do that, that gentle nudging of the mind allows the mind to come back to the present awareness, even back to the breath if you're doing the breath meditation. So that is the setting up at the beginning. But I also want to go into a little bit more detail about these five hindrances uh, to talk about them so that you get some more understanding of how to deal with them, what the issues are. Uh, now, the first of these hindrances is by far the most important one, uh, and it also is quite difficult to overcome fully. You can overcome it partially, which already will be helpful, but overcoming it fully is actually a very uh, takes a long time in meditation practice. Uh, in fact, if you do overcome this hindrance fully, uh, your, uh, the flow of meditation will be incredibly easy for you. Uh, that's how profound it is. Uh, and this first hindrance is the interest <coughs> in the sensory world, uh, also called interest in sensual pleasures. Uh, but it's much more than sensual pleasures. Uh, it's the whole interest in the sensory realm. And of course, that sensory realm includes almost everything in our life. It includes our work life yeah, and any problems or whatever you might have there. It includes your family life. It includes anything in that world, your house, your home, any anything you own in that world. So it is very, very large part. In fact, it is pretty much all of our ordinary existence is included in that world. So when we start thinking about that world, the pleasures of that world or the things we are attached to in that world, uh, 
uh, almost all thought is about that one way or another. Uh, how can we overcome that? Uh, and again, the idea here is to value meditation practice, uh, to understand that if you really want to solve problems, then the idea of a peaceful mind, a clear mind, is actually incredibly important to be able to do that. Uh, and if you haven't that, you're not really going to be resolving anything. Uh, to understand that the problems in the world, there's always more problems in the world. Uh, if you resolve one, there will be another problem waiting just behind it to also be resolved. Uh, there's no need to resolve those problems in meditation practice to think about them. Uh, and uh, so as you think in this way, and as you value meditation as the real tool for happiness, uh, if you want to create long-term happiness and contentment for yourself, uh, meditation and the spiritual life is such an important part of that. Uh, you're changing your mind around. Uh, you're allowing it to value the meditation practice. Uh, and as you move towards finding peace within in this way, uh, then uh, very much of that problem actually disappears. Uh, less interest in the sensory world actually also then uh, means that you become less interested in the thinking mind because thinking mind is driven by that interest in the sensory world. Uh, the thinking starts to calm down. Uh, the verbalization, the sentences within, the, the thoughts that you have, the pictures that come up in your mind, all of this is part of thinking, starts to calm down and starts to disappear. Uh, so value the meditation. This is the first thing I would uh, recommend you to do. And this is something you can use in general life as a way of thinking about things. Uh, and you can use it within meditation itself to help you direct the mind in the right way. Uh, the second problem here is the, uh, the second hindrance, I should say, is the hindrance of ill will, which is like upset or anger and these kind of things, or even little irritations in your life, uh, whatever that might be. Uh, and uh, the a problem of ill will very often has to do with the past. Uh, yeah, we're thinking about the past. Maybe someone didn't treat us rightly. And fair enough, maybe they didn't treat us rightly. And we realize that uh, actually this is the way the world is. Uh, it's always going to be people who treat us badly. Uh, and if every time someone treats us a little bit badly or says the wrong thing or whatever, if we get upset about it, uh, then in a sense we are allowing ourselves to be controlled by other people in this way. And so in meditation, in thinking about the problem of ill will, and I will really recommend you to spend a bit of time on this particular hindrance, because it is, I would say, the most important one. Yeah, It is very disruptive. It really makes the mind very busy. You think about the past, all of these kind of things, and it's really problematic for meditation. It really a destroyer of happiness in such a great way. So spend a bit of time on this. And the main way of overcoming ill will, especially because it tends to concern people, it tends to concern things that happened in the past, is always to forgive. Forgive people. And to be able to forgive, you need some tools. It's easy to say forgive, but actually sometimes it can be hard to do. Now, one reason, one way to learn to forgive is to remember that people, when they say things or do things that may seem upsetting or whatever, remember they don't really know what they're doing here. Remember that most people are walking in darkness, walking in delusion, not really understanding what is right and what is wrong here. 
having a sense of uh, being confused and deluded about what life really is about. Uh, and once you understand that people are really confused and deluded, uh, they're trying very often to be kind, trying very often to do the right thing, uh, but not understanding actually what is going on. Uh, and when people try to be kind, try to do the right thing, uh, but not really understanding how the world works, uh, and then falling into being, saying things that are not nice, saying things that are wrong or whatever, even doing things that aren't right, uh, well, then they are worthy of even compassion. Uh, and when you start to see that, you can forgive far more easily because you understand that people don't really know what they're doing yet. The second way of overcoming ill will then, is to remember that it's never personal. Then. The reason why people do things that are bad, do things that are not friendly, then, is because they are conditioned that way. Then. It is the past catching up with them. Then. You happen to bear the brunt of their bad behavior because you happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. But it has nothing to do with you. We tend to take other people's perceptions personally, other people's behavior personally. We think it is uh, somehow they are directing it towards me. But really, it could be any other person in your place and they would have to bear the brunt of the same bad behavior of the other person. So it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with them, their bad behavior. And once you make it impersonal in this way, understanding that actually it is their conditioning, they are trapped in their own conditioning, that is why they behave in this way. Again, forgiveness becomes quite easy. So try these things. These are things that were recommended by the Buddha for overcoming ill will and overcoming this thing. And as you do start to understand how this works, you have much more time for other people, much more compassion much more willingness to understand that, and that will lighten your mind of the burden of ill will. Of all these five hindrances, the one I will recommend you to work the most on, and that is why I have spoken on it at quite a little, little bit of length now, is precisely ill will, because it is very, very destructive of peace, of all of these kind of things, and it is also fairly easy to deal with that. I don't know if you think it is easy to deal with. Maybe it sounds to you like it is pretty hard. I don't know. But actually, it turns out to be fairly easy. And these tools that I have just given you are very powerful tools to help you in that direction. So please try them out. Now we're coming to the third hindrances. And this is like the tiredness, lethargy of the mind. And you will find this is also quite a common problem in meditation especially because sometimes we meditate in the evening after coming back from work, coming back from a long day or whatever you have been doing, yeah, and you find that the mind is naturally tired. So what do you expect? So how can we deal with this? Now, the first thing to do is to remember when you go into meditation, don't do it all at once. Go gradually. When you come back home after a long day, you're going to meditate in the evening. Take time before you meditate. Uh, maybe listen to some soothing music. Uh, yeah, I don't recommend heavy metal music, but something soothing, something nice. Yeah, like a nice piano concert or maybe some Buddhist chanting if you're a Buddhist or whatever it is that you feel relaxed. Uh, have a nice cup of tea. Uh, maybe read something inspiring. Yeah, anything that calms you down. Uh, do a bit of walking back and forth just to uh, find that balance of the mind again. Uh, 
And then when the mind is in a better space, it is a bit more refreshed, and maybe even lie down for a few minutes, whatever it is, uh, then meditation becomes far more easy uh, after that. Uh, the mind is more refreshed. Uh, that's the second thing. Yeah. Then when eventually you come down to your seat, uh, you may find that some of the tiredness is still there with you. This is kind of, again, very common experience. Uh, now, the trick is not to fight the tiredness. Uh, very often we are almost inclined by nature to fight the defilements and the hindrances of the mind. Uh, but if you start fighting the tiredness, uh, you're doing more of the thing that caused the tiredness in the first place. Uh, the fighting will cause more tiredness to arise. Uh, so accept the tiredness. Uh, don't try to kind of control it too much. Uh, and then as you accept it, uh, then one of two things can happen. Either the tiredness kind of gradually dissipates all by itself, uh, because often that is the nature of tiredness to just disappear, uh, or uh, you may find yourself falling asleep. Uh, yeah. And if you do fall asleep, uh, don't worry too much. It's okay to be tired uh, to fall asleep. It doesn't. It's not a big deal. Uh, and I know some people who are very, very good meditators, uh, and they tell me that every time, or very often anyway, when they meditate, uh, they start off or falling asleep, like nodding, uh, yeah, nodding in the meditation at the beginning. Uh, and once the nodding is over, uh, the tiredness dissipates, uh, then they come back to the present moment uh, and to the breath afterwards. Uh. That is a second way. A third way of overcoming meditation is to think about something that brings joy to the mind, happiness to the mind. Uh, the fact that you are here on the spiritual path, uh, the fact that you have good spiritual companions, uh, the fact that uh, uh, you can count the blessings in your life, think about all the things that are going well for you. Uh, yeah, Bring up some positive perception like that. Uh, something good that you have done today, something beautiful you said to a colleague or to a family member. Uh, this is why kindness pays off, because you can use it in this way in your meditation. Uh, anything which inspires you in this way is going to be very useful at this particular point. Uh, and then again, uh, the tiredness of the mind may dis dissipate as a consequence. Now, the last way of overcoming tiredness and lethargy is to remember that in a very large part, this actually arises from the first two hindrances that we talked about. First of all, the interest in the sensory world, and secondly, ill will. Ill will very often leads to tiredness. Too much interest in the sensory world with desire and craving also tires the mind out in the long run. So in the long run, overcoming ill will, also overcoming a little bit of interest in that attachment to the sensory realm, these are very powerful tools in the long run to overcome the tiredness and lethargy. So that is the third of the five hindrances. I'm going to move on to the fourth one. And the fourth one is restlessness and remorse. And uh, as you can imagine, the way to overcome remorse is basically to live well, live with more kindness, live with morality, treat people around you well. And the better you treat people, um, both in speech, also in action, and even in the way you think about them, uh, the less remorse you're going to have when you sit down there. And sometimes the remorse of the mind, it just manifests as a kind of darkness, uh, as if there is a shadow in your mind. Uh, yeah? 
and it's kind of hard almost to recognize it as remorse, uh, but uh, you will see it over the long run when you live better, that actually some of that shadow in the mind starts to disappear. Restlessness itself is often best overcome simply by waiting. Yeah, Very often restlessness is driven again by the first two hindrances, by the interest and attachment in the sensory world and also the ill will. So in the long run again the way to overcome it is to overcome ill will and to overcome some of your attachments to the sensory world valuing meditation more. But in the end, uh, really, the way to overcome restlessness is just to be patient, uh, hang out in the present, uh, and then stay with the breath. And as you stay with the breath, uh, the restlessness will tend to fade away as a consequence. Uh, then we have the last, uh, um, probably the least important of these five hindrances and obstacles, uh, and that is the overcoming of doubt. Uh, and uh, one type of doubt is the doubt about the spiritual practice, about the meditation practice. But here you can rely on 2,500 years of Buddhist testimony to the power of meditation. And you can find many, many people today, monastics, lay people, who have lots of success in meditation. It shouldn't be too difficult to gain some inspiration and some certainty that this path actually works. You can also see that in the modern mindfulness movement. Uh, there's more and more research done into mindfulness and meditation. And it's becoming more and more clear that these things uh, do actually have a very beneficial effect on the mind. Uh, the last kind of doubt is the doubt about your own abilities. Uh, now, it is important here to understand that this has nothing to do with your own abilities. Uh, because meditation is a process that works naturally on the mind. Uh, if you have a mind, and I assume you have a mind, then guaranteed the meditation practice is going to work because it is a method that works on the natural phenomena we call the mind. So there's nothing to do with you. You don't have to worry. All you have to do is follow the instructions, use a little bit of wisdom, use a little bit of insight to try to understand yourself. And as you do this, you're going to find you overcome uh, this problem of doubt. So please uh, investigate these five hindrances a little bit. Uh, try to understand where your problems are uh, and then gradually you can overcome them. So now uh, again let us do a little bit of meditation together. Probably going to go for 15 to 20 minutes. So let's see what happens. Let's see how we can put these instructions uh, into practice. So, as always, start off by uh, sitting down, uh, finding a comfortable position for yourself, uh, take your glasses off, uh, <laughs> and uh, then close your eyes. Uh. And uh, as always, give yourself quite a bit of time to begin with uh, by feeling the body. Uh, make sure you are comfortable, make sure the body is nice and at ease. Uh, 
And always give yourself all the time you need uh, to make sure the body is at ease and comfortable there. And then make sure that you relieve any tensions you may have, any stress you may have in the mind, and relax the body, relax the mind. Take some deep breaths, just have a gentle attitude towards yourself. The more gentle the attitude is towards yourself, the more likely it is that you will let go of any stress and lack of relaxation that you may have. So really relax, relax to the max, as the old saying goes. And uh, as you relax in this way, uh, you will start to become more aware of the contents of your own mind. Uh, and please notice the contents of the mind. Uh, and you may see that there are some uh, uh, obstacles in the mind uh, that ideally you should deal with. Uh, and again, look at those obstacles. Uh, if there is a little bit of ill will in the mind, uh, please uh, forgive the past. Uh, Remember, people don't really know what they're doing. Yeah. Remember, it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. It is about the conditioning of the other person. Yeah. Really yeah. have compassion for them instead. Yeah. Or you may find that your mind is uh, 
leaning too much to the worldly things, uh, thinking about things in the world, uh, your work, your family, your house, your hobbies, uh, whatever it might be. Uh, and then just remind you that the to value the meditation practice, uh, that this is where the solutions are really found, in the peaceful, calm and clear mind. Uh, let the problems of the world wait. Uh, they are not so important uh, and they are endless. Uh, instead, lean your mind towards where the real solutions are found uh, on the spiritual path. Uh, And uh, then, as your mind is inclining in the right direction, uh, just continue with instructions as before. Uh, deep uh, relaxation of the body and the mind, uh, and then followed by the present awareness of the mind. Uh, allow that present awareness to arise. Uh, the world coming and going, uh, things flowing through the mind without any kind of resistance, uh, just observing uh, just watching, uh, being with uh, rather than being against. Uh.
and uh, as the body relaxes and as you start to enjoy the present awareness here and now, remember to look for the pleasure, the happiness of meditation. And if you need, then encourage yourself very gently, because the more joyful, the more happy, the more pleasant the meditation is, the more your mind will incline towards it. So always just count your blessings a little bit. Remember the wonder of being on the spiritual path. The potential of this path is just so enormous. What a wonderful thing it is to be able to do this. And as you do that, you start to become more aware, getting more power in your mind. And uh, as you allow the awareness, uh, a kind of happy awareness, gentle awareness to become established in this way, uh, there comes a time when the breath is just there. Uh, the breath comes to you, you don't go to the breath. Uh, and then just allow that awareness to extend. Uh, stay with the breath for a while. Uh, see how things go. Uh, don't control it. Uh, but enjoy the company of this beautiful friend of yours uh, called the breath.
Okay, so once again we're coming close to the end of the meditation and before we come to the very end, once again try to review what has happened here and now. If you do feel more peaceful, more gentle, more mindful, more relaxed within, ask yourself why that is the case. And if you do not feel any of these good qualities arising, once again ask yourself why. Okay, everyone, so please come out of your meditation. So there you are, that is the uh, session for today, that's session four for you. And uh, please try to use the framework of the five hindrances, uh, the five obstacles, if you like, uh, to sort out any issues you may have in your meditation practice. Uh, um, soon there will be one more session, session five, uh, where we will talk about uh, other kinds of meditation uh, and we will summarize a little bit what we have been talking about. Uh, in the meantime, goodbye for now. Uh.